It's your Kali. What's up? Hey y'all, what's up? You're about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, live music, booty bump and beats, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. Pop Up Youth Radio is a project of Yolokali Arts Reach and is a youth-led, community-centered pop-up internet radio program. This Pop Up Youth Radio was recorded at the National Museum of Mexican Art in the Pilsen neighborhood on July 27, 2019. Enjoying conversation with guests and artists from the Chicago Poetry Block Party, presented by the Poetry Foundation and Crescendo Literacy. Hello, you're listening to Pop-Up Youth Radio, broadcasting live from Chicago Poetry Block Party at the National Museum of Mexican Art. You're here with Adrian. Andrea. And Oscar. And we're here with a local artist from Chicago. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Decima. I am from Albany Park, but I'm here in Pilsen today, which is great. It's nice (laughs) to meet you. Nice meeting all of you. Thank you. How do you feel today? I feel great, super (laughs) excited. It's hot outside, which is why I've stayed inside. I'm wearing a bodysuit and I feel like I look like the Incredibles, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, when you walked in, I was like, I think I, think I thought that too. <laughs> like, what is this girl doing? Yeah, no, that's me. <laughs> well, um, so what genre of music would you say that you perform? So uh, I call it alternative pop only because it gives me that like leeway to not stick to something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like the best I could describe it because it has like R&B, hip hop, electronic some Latino instruments, like, um, and also I sing in Spanish and English, so like some songs are in Spanglish, and so Mm -hmm. that's fun. (laughs) And then uh, when did you start making music? Technically, since I was like 14, 13, I was writing songs with like my guitar. I don't know how to play guitar, I just play like basic chords. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that, but as Decima, I started three years ago with like a whole producer. I'm used to like playing the clarinet in band or singing choir like you know in like different languages other than English or Spanish so I'm singing like in German or like Latin um, so that's what I was used to performing live and doing like theater um, and then all of a sudden three years ago I started doing um, working with like electronic stuff with production and like computers and performing on stage with tracks instead of like a live band but today I'll be performing with a live band which is also weird. So it's exciting, everything is great. But you've done it before. <laughs> yeah, no, I've done it before, uh-huh. definitely. I've been performing for three years as Decima, so it's really great. Well, it's clear that you've got a passion for music. Uh, so looking at your musical career, what exactly would you say was the most exciting portion of it? As of now, of course. As of now, <laughs> it was probably the creating. That's definitely, like, just the songs. Making all these songs every single time is great because I never know what I want. Most artists, I think, at least the ones that I've met, already know like what kind of sound they want or like they're like, you know, they they know what they want. Me, I like to go into the studio and just be like, I don't know what I want, but let's just like play with some chords and see what happens and go from there. So like maybe I'll just decide a tempo for the track and then we'll go off from there. It would be a sad song maybe if I'm feeling 
not sad. Sometimes I feel great, but I end up making a sad song. Sometimes I feel sad, but I end up making like a dancey song, whatever. So definitely the creative part. But then like towards the end, you just hear your song so much where it's like, I don't listen to my own music. I only listen to it when I rehearse. Mm. So rehearsal is also fun. I have dancers. So we rehearse for like four hours once a week. And the, the performance is exciting. And just like getting to that place, is, it's fun. What led to your name? My name. So my middle name starts with the letter D. And it was an accident. My mom gave it to me because she, she had just given birth and she thought it, she thought it said um, middle, a maiden's name, but it said middle name. So she put Duarte. So my middle name technically is Duarte, but that's, it's, a, it's a last name. So on like everything, my documents, so there's always like my first name and then D. So I'm like, okay, I want my, my artist names to start with the letter D because I don't want to use my real name. I just don't, whatever. Yeah. And then so I was looking through like baby names online and I saw, I knew I wanted it. Like when you say it in English and when you say it in Spanish, I want it to sound the same or similar. So I was looking and then I saw one that said Decima and I'm like, Decima is like a tenth. Like, how is that a name? And I just like Googled what it meant. So in like Roman mythology, you know, like three fates, you have Nona, you have Decima, and you have Morta. So Nona is like the birth. She represents birth. Decima represents like what's between life and death. Because then there's Morta, Morte, she, well, Muerte, you know, so it's like, it's death. So Decima is what's between birth and death, which is technically life. So wow. that's how I chose it. Yeah, it's so deep, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's really wow. deep. I am life. <laughs> Way to get off. Philosophical, that is so awesome. Yeah. I just learned something today. Yeah, right? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so how do you think that growing up in Chicago has influenced your music career? I feel like it's just given me that sense of like there are no boundaries and I could do anything and everything and it's fine. Because sometimes I sing with mariachi, so it's like, I have all these things and I don't like sticking to like just one thing. So I think that really influenced like me as an artist and, and every aspect to the way like that I dress, to like how I perform, to like what I perform. And like it's just kept me super open-minded and I've just felt like, you know, I could do anything. It's, that's how I feel like Chicago has helped me. Mm. And that's the mindset to have. Just moving forward, you just got to keep it positive. Exactly. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So someone like myself, who just absolutely loves listening to music, I've got tons of places I go to. But just out of curiosity, where do you exactly post your music? Um, you do put it online, correct? I do, yeah. So I have a YouTube channel. Um, if you can just look up this email, you'll find me. Also, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, SoundCloud, all of that. And the easiest way to find all of that is on my Instagram, at it's Decima, I-T-S-D-E-C-I-M-A. And then there's a link there that takes you to everything. All the YouTube videos that I've made. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. And one other thing I would like to ask you is what goals do you have in your career for the future? So I just want to be super international. Like if I could perform in Mars, I would. But <laughs> maybe eventually. Girl, I think you're ready for it with this outfit. <laughs> right? I look like I just landed for like a whole other planet. So definitely just like performing at, I mean, here in Chicago, but I want to branch out to, you know, like other cities in the U.S. And then, I don't know, sometimes I feel like performing mariachi like I was thinking about that recently like a month ago and I'm like what would happen if you know I just want to have that you know I just want to be comfortable enough so it's like 
I'm over here doing alternative pop, and then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do mariachi right now, real quick, and then I go back to my other stuff. So it's just like I feel like that would be cool. So like incorporating that into my music, I still don't know how, but like you know, just doing that, and then with my performances, just making sure that I'm like entertaining people constantly all the time from beginning to end. It's definitely the goal every time. Mm. Do you have any upcoming events like happening that you just want to like shout out to yeah, people listening? Yeah, definitely. So this one right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I perform at 6:30, but also there's Pilsen Fest happening August 17 and 18, so I'll oh, be performing wow. in there. You know, the show times will be announced on my Instagram most of the time. That's usually where I'm posting everything. Um, so that's my next show as of right now. And then also I have a new music and music video coming out sometime late fall so i'm excited for that yeah. <laughs> be there be square <laughs> yeah and if you don't find me i will find you okay wait out, out of curiosity are those tattoos like just, just a, a for context oh for context <laughs> um desima has like three tattoos well i don't know maybe possible tattoos like on her eyebrows yeah. like on each side and i'm just so curious i'm like oh are they tattoos yeah, like, did you or really are they just like, go get that tattoo well, I believe it, you know? I feel like it would be like a Chicago thing, right? There's yeah. three stars? There there's four. four. There's oh, four never stars. mind, never mind. No. <laughs> Close. No, these are, it's just an eyeliner with a stamp and I put it on. <laughs> but a lot of people ask me, like, did you tattoo that on your face? And I'm like, no, I've thought about it, but I just feel like I'm going to, the next day I want to be like, I want hearts instead of stars. <laughs> so I'm not going to tattoo it on there. I'll just keep using stamps. That's so cool. Yeah. That is mm -hmm. so cool. Yep. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. You are listening to Pop Up Youth Radio. Thank you, Decima, for joining us no, today. No, thank you. Let's listen to, to Decima's Medicina. Yep, perfect. Thanks. <laughs> listening to pop-up youth radio at the chicago poetry block party at the national museum of mexican art yeah i'm andrea i'm adrian and this is oscar again wow we have two guests here who just randomly came in um <laughs> so hi um what's y'all's names hey what's up uh, my name is moni moni and i'm from chicago here i'm kaya hello 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 it's a pleasure um, to meet you too moni kaya Thank you for being here. You said Mon Moni? Moni. Moni. Oh, Moni. How do y'all feel today? <laughs> we just had a lot of ice cream and liquid, so I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling hydrated, ready. Still going. Still going on the liquids. I noticed that you guys had a beverage in a bag. I haven't seen that in a while. I think the last time I saw a beverage in a bag was my, when I took a trip to Mexico, so oh. that was pretty cool to see. <laughs> 
Where'd you get it from? On 43rd by the Swaparama. That's where all the good vendors are on the weekend, y'all. That's where you find the <laughs> food. That's where you find the street food. Ooh, shout out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to place that in my head. Cool. So what brought you here today? It's summer, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's summer and the block parties are popping. Were y'all just like coming through or was there like a reason why you had to stop by here and just check this out? It was pretty intentional, I think. Yeah, I just wanted to see what it was about. I mean, the Poetry Foundation does really rad stuff, so decided that it would be really cool because also in collaboration with the National Museum, you know? So I'm curious. While you guys were coming here, did you have um, any expectations as to what you were going to find here or perhaps, you know, do? No, not really. Y'all keep shaking your heads when I'm talking. <laughs> Sorry. It's That's okay. Sometimes you be like that. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> It was just funny to me to watch and witness that. <laughs> yeah, so what would you say is the way that y'all express yourselves? So, like, not in creating stuff. You don't have to create anything. No one really has to do anything. But, like, how do you, like, express yourself? How do I express myself? Not in a creative outlet. What does that mean? Or in a creative outlet. In any way. In like, any way. Yeah. Well, I, I write some music. I write some songs. I do... I write some poetry. My face is pretty expressive. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Okay. Through action, too. Mm-hmm. Through gestures. Yeah. What about you, Moni? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Moni. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think in sharing space with folks and conversation, I really like storytelling. So I feel like I do that a lot. Um, I also am trying to like maintain my visual arts practice, but sometimes it's harder. I thought summer was going to be fruitful, but it's so nice out that I spend all my time outside. So, <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. I, are y'all from Chicago or from like nearby or? Yeah, I'm from Chicago. I'm from back of the yards. Mm-hmm. Southside. <laughs> <laughs> Represent. No, I'm from the Philippines and I moved here around seven years ago for school. And I graduated um, two years ago, and I was freelancing, and now I'm like working, and now I'm here. Cool. What do you do? I do architectural design. Oh, that's so cool. So I couldn't help but notice that we have a Power Ranger shirt on right there. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a favorite Ranger? Yellow, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what about his power? Do you like it? Honestly, I can't really speak much to Power Rangers. This was an old shirt that I found. Ah. <laughs> And I haven't worn it in a really long time, so I decided to be flashy today. <laughs> well, you achieved just that. Did we see the movie? I have not. <gasps> I, I haven't seen the movie either. I was like, there was a movie. Wait, like a recent movie? Yeah, how recent is it? Okay, guys, I'll just back myself into the nerd <laughs> corner. I get it. <laughs> oh. So I guess our last question is what types of music do you listen to? What, what type of music do you like? All kinds. I'm big into like 80s disco, funk, jazz things. I'm like a very nostalgic mm, person. I feel that. Any particular artist that you like? Right now, I'm listening to uh, Sheila E., Mary Jane Girls, Prince. There's so many, right? So many. <laughs> do you like Chicago house music? I do. I went to the festival <gasps> downtown. Yes. Wait, what? There was a festival downtown? Yes. When? Like yesterday, right? Yo, yesterday? not yesterday. It was one yesterday. 
There was one yesterday at uh, what is it called? A fiesta, a fiesta del sol. There was like there's like, like another house. house. Yeah, but it was like house like they had a section of like music, and I was like, what? Yeah. Wait, yeah. so where was this? This was this was downtown in Millennium Park. Ooh. Yeah, and they had different stages. That's so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Moni? <laughs> Yeah, I like a lot of like more contemporary fusion music. So I've been listening to artists that are bilingual, mm-hmm. um, such as like Chicano Batman, mm. Senia Rubinos, the Marias. I just went to go see the Marias yesterday. Mm. They were pretty good. That's interesting. Well, right. um, thank you all so much for coming. We really appreciate this time. You guys go on um, ahead. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah, enjoy the day. There's <laughs> a there's a booth over there where you can take pictures or make a, a, a what is it a gif okay, you can a make gift? a gif of yourself send it directly to your okay. phone okay, yeah. free of charge go ahead yeah. and enjoy that go ahead. <laughs> yeah. and there's a bouncy house feel free to yeah. go and enjoy yourself yeah. thank fun. you guys yeah. yes thank you thanks coming. for having us thank you for being here This is Pop-Up Youth Radio, broadcasting live from Chicago Poetry Block Party at the National Museum of Mexican Arts. My name is Oscar, and I'm joined by... Adrian. And here today with us, we have three guests. Would you mind introducing yourselves, please? Hi, my, uh, my name is Ayana Woods. I'm a bassist. I'm, I put together the house band for tonight. Pleasure to meet you, Ayana Woods. Okay, um, I'm Walter Sanchez. I'm the trombone player, and um, I'm part of that band. Raul Kodakispe. I will be playing drums today. Wow, so we've, we've, we've got the whole band here. We've got all the instruments here. That's right, let's do it. The MVPs, yeah. So, first question. You guys are part of the Poetry Foundation, correct? Yes. What kind of poetry are you guys into? We're, we're more musicians, and we were kind of brought in by e-viewing. Uh, she asked me to put together um, the band for this event. But I actually, I met e-viewing first I put together the band for her Poetry Foundation funded play that she wrote for Gwendolyn Brooks's Centennial that was a couple years ago. It's called No Blue Memories. So that was my first like music times poetry experience. Hey, music could be poetic too, the lyrics. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When did you guys like decide that you wanted to get a band together? I think it was, it was uh, late spring. A couple of us, um, play in other bands together. Raul's a drummer in my band, uh, and so is Sam, the guitarist who's playing tonight. And Walter and I are playing in a variety show this summer. 
Oh, wow. Are we allowed and to talk about it? No? <laughs> no? No? Sure, yeah. yeah. Talk about it. Um, we're doing like this, uh, it's like a pro-feminist show, it's a fly honey show. I was speaking in, you know, behalf of artistry. Uh, really cool show at the Den Theater, Thursday to Sunday, every week, in all of August, first week of September. Should be a lot of fun. Sorry. Yeah. This is an edit Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, thank you. Do you have any gigs that you guys done in the past? Together? Yes. Or separate as well. You know, you can include those. This is my first time playing with Walter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The funny story about me and Raul, well, when I first started to play, Raul used to be like the, the house drummer. We used to play at the Montreux Saloon. Do you remember that? That was oh, yeah. good like, uh, times. It was like a jazz open like that we set up. That yeah. It was kind of like a place for friends to hang out and try to work out some jazz songs. Yeah, and that was about, that was like three, that was like four or five years ago, but that's when I basically started playing music with Raul. And it's been five years now. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty long time. Yeah. Apart from like making music and like playing music, do you guys do any like other like art forms, stuff like that? Like poetry, painting, anything other? Anything like that? I like weaving. A little like four shaft loom that I use to make textiles on. You know, you can, it's, it's about 26 inches wide yeah. so you can uh, and you can like determine the length of the warp that you wrap onto it uh, the threads so you can make scarves blankets or you can just make cloth like fabric that you can use to cut up and then sew together to make anything like a bag hey man that's an art right there do we have any more hobbies out here um, I used to draw a lot I still do sometimes but uh, I'm rusty but it's something I definitely just do for fun yeah just mainly music now I mean trombone but I'm trying to venture off and learn other instruments uh, picking up percussion a little bit that's really fun a little bit of bass yeah nice here we go so I'm gonna go ahead and mix it up a bit so if you could have any superpower what exactly would it be and why mm. lie detector <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna go in a similar direction and say mind reading but on second thought I like I don't no, if I want to know all that information, yeah, I don't know better than that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I think it'd be super cool. <laughs> I would do flying. I mean, I'm kind of like a so pretty, pretty right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm saving the environment and everything. That's great. Um, <laughs> saving people. Maybe. But but mainly right. Um, but mainly as I'm such a like a sporadic person, I'll like uh, I'll from here playing from here to another place, or I'm also like last minute too. Wouldn't it be nice to? If you missed your bus, just be able to fly there. That'd be cool. cool. I wonder if, like, if you're flying, if um, things that are heavy still feel heavy. Oh, So, like, true. can you still carry your, like, two horns and your backpack? He's right. I mean, you could fly, right, but right. we're not, we're, we never mentioned super string. That's true. That's true. Well, uh, it's, it's got to be included then, right? <laughs> it's included in the weight? Yeah, yeah. Then it just brings up the argument. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it'd be super cool to fly through the air, but wouldn't it be easier to just, you know, have teleportation? True. True. Hey, I, I want to change mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there, is there a? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we do. Mulligan, Mulligan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what about what about you guys? Adrian, you got any? <laughs> I guess X-ray vision. I don't know. It seems like a pretty cool power. If you lose something, you might just be able to look through and find it. True. Oh yeah, I want to be able to call any object that I lose, not just my phone. That would be a fun power. I want to be able to call like my keys in my wallet. That would be yeah. a fun yeah. power for sure. It's like the most mundane superpower. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'd probably come out as a villain, but I think the ability <laughs> to manipulate others would be 
pretty cool. Oh, oh wow. Right. Yeah. You Are you a hard. politician? <laughs> there oh. we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? They're on to me. <laughs> Just moving along, I guess. Do you guys have any favorite music that you guys listen to yourselves? One of my favorite musicians is Esperanza Spalding. Oh, yeah. Um, and she just put out a music video that was produced in Chicago by the theater company Manual Cinema. It's like a shadow puppet theater company. That just came out a couple weeks ago. It's for a song called uh, Move Many. I like Kate LeBond's new album. I'm a little all over the place. Uh, I like. It's like a snarky puppy a lot. That's like one of my one of my go-to groups for running, comfort, leisure, whatever. I could uh, sit down and listen to like some 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 Ravel. I love classical music. Um, we're lately getting into salsa music, Pete uh, Parignon. Just with, like I'm all over the place. Thank you for joining us today. Three were amazing. <laughs> we appreciate you coming out here and talking with us today. And uh, remember, you are listening to Pop Youth Radio, the Chicago Poetry Block Party at the National Museum of Mexican Arts. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Remember, you are listening to Pop-Up Youth Radio at the Chicago Poetry Block Party at the National Museum of Mexican Art. My name is Cynthia. My name is Melissa. And here we have two special guests. Would you like to introduce yourself? G. Esco Giacano. And TJ the Prophet. And what do you guys do? We're Chicago MCs, up and coming, if you want to give it that type of title. We're really just artists. We do a little bit of everything, but music tends to be like where we reside most. I think you'd share the same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we were told that you just finished performing. How do you feel today about your performance, about being here in general? It's nice. It's like some people would complain about like not having like big crowds. I actually prefer smaller crowds like this. Like the more intimate, better is like a chance to actually get to know your audience. It's a connection. Exactly. Like a lot of people in our industry tend to like put themselves on like higher statues of sorts, like almost goddess like pedestals. Mm -hmm. I prefer to like make it like more like. A connection feel like I want to humanize that aspect so it's like it's not just I'm up here and I'm speaking down to you all like we're on the same level we can talk to each other type deal that's nice I like that I like that explanation well in all honesty I just got here (laughs) (laughs) but um so far it's been you know great energy I actually came here to support my sister right here radical night day you know what I'm saying but earn that man you know great energy like TJ said man you know performance is all about connection you're connected to the audience and also like you know you don't want to put your you don't want to lift yourself others you don't want to lift yourself above others that's what i'm trying to say so mm-hmm. you know but so far it's been good you know good energy really that's, enjoying it that's good i'm glad and what type of music do you listen to i listen to a little bit of everything like uh, mostly like jazz alternative rock and a lot of like underground and like old school s hip-hop like Cause that's what I was more or less raised up on, so like that's what I gravitate towards. Like, what type of artist? Let's see. Big question. Put us on with music, come on. <laughs> Let's see. I guess if we're going with like good old underground and old school hip hop, definitely like the typical answers you get, like the Nas's, the Biggies, like the Rock Hymns. Personally, I tend to go with like the MF Dooms and stuff like that. Like the more obscure ones that some people like will know, but not really like know per se. And in terms of rock, just like you can't go wrong with like My Chemical Romance and like uh, <laughs> Foo Fighters, especially Red Hot Chili Peppers, and uh, what's the name of that band? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I just was listening to them in the car ride over. Iron here. Maiden. No, not Iron Maiden. Slayer. Slayer. That's what I was Slayer, listening to. Slayer. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, some classics. Mm-hmm. Everything is well. Boy, in particular, Prince, Michael Jackson, Barry White. But when it comes to hip hop, Rock Kim, Koji Rap, Raz Cass, Brand New Being, Poor Righteous Teachers. Wu-Tang, MF Doom, Cool Keith, Nas, of course. You're a brave one for Cool Keith, I'll tell you that much, Jesus. Hey, and um, <laughs> just pretty much the underground circuit, man, also Earl Sweatshirt, too. Earl Sweatshirt? Yeah, pretty well, underrated. You mentioned Michael Jackson. What would be your favorite song, if you had to choose one? Baby Be Mine. Pretty Young Thing for me. Like, I always I love, love that song. <laughs> and Butterflies. So, if, like, if you had to choose a song at the moment that, like, you've had on replay and you've constantly been listening to, what would be your favorite song at the moment? Ooh, that I've had on mm. replay recently. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it's a toss-up because I've been re-listening to a lot of, like, old Disney songs <laughs> because thanks to the whole Lion King movie. So I've been replaying, like, Be Prepared from Lion King because that's, like, one of my favorite Disney songs. And outside of that, mostly Nas's latest project, The Lost Tapes. I've been replaying Tanasia like, over and over because, like, 
I'm glad, like, it's not to say that Nas has never, ever, like, fallen off, per se, but his production in the eyes of a lot of his fans has really been lacking. Yeah. And this was, like, a step in the right direction to, like, how we grew up with, like, the Illmatic and stuff like that. I have a question. Since you guys do MCs, like, um, like how do you seek inspiration from music? Or, like, do you guys? So I have a <laughs> lot of inspiration. Some, the the ones you'd expect, like, from different artists. And then me, personally, I just get inspiration from, like, a lot of things I see in my daily life, the things I grew up in love, like how the world is around me, uh, what I've eaten for lunch, several anime and stuff like that. I'm very into like the nerdy side of the spectrum and I, a lot of that helps me with my music and it helps me like connect with even more because like I get to be like the voice of the voiceless, so to speak. Which you are. <laughs> you give me too much credit, dude. How about and you? Something similar, but at the same time, you know, life experience, mm -hmm. you know, as they say, life, in, life imitates art. And you know, just something that, you know, if it feels like it's connected to reality and it's a reflection of reality, then it's gonna be portrayed as such. But at the same time, it's like, you know, everybody has different perceptions and perspectives. Okay. So, but you know, at, but personally, I just speak from what's on the heart and speak, so, speak on what's on my mind, if that makes sense. That's nice. But, you know, just trying to keep it real as possible. No false lagging. What are you guys most excited for from the block party? Oh, I'm not even gonna lie. Like that jazz chorus that went up before uh, me and my sis Dave performed, that really had me happy. Like I, like I said, I love jazz. I grew up with that. Like probably the only thing I love more than hip hop is some good jazz. And like how they performed was like phenomenal. Especially orchestrational jazz like they did. It's like highly underrated because it's like, it's calming and it's soothing. It's like, helps you look away from like the bad stuff in the world that and I was impressed on how they did that Stevie Wonder song like I was like I was a bit tentative so I'm like don't ruin this don't ruin this and then the moment I heard her sing I'm like you've passed judgment like you did good mm -hmm. how about you what do you have to offer <laughs> I, I mean you could hang out with us we have a photo booth that you make your own gif mm. get sent directly to your phone they have food well so food and food. water <laughs> food is always good marketing yeah Food, water, and friends. The essential package. Well, we have a question for you. So, if you could have any power, which one would you oh my want gosh. and why? I, I'm gonna let you answer first because, like, I tend to get this a lot in my social circles. So, I might be a minute. So, I'll let you go first. Dude. All right. <laughs> well, I already have one. What Strong intuition. Uh, see, I, I guess if I had to choose one, I'd go along the lines of like the Doctor Stranges and Doctor Dooms of the world and say like magical manipulation, specifically like temporal stuff. Cause like the thought of being able to like stop time and like rewind it without like any negative like consequences, it seems like really cool and something that would actually benefit society as a whole, would really help get rid of a lot of these annoying potholes in the street that Chicago refuses <laughs> to clean up. Interesting. Ooh, I hate those potholes. Ain't so that much. the truth? <laughs> Fam, it's really, it makes you hesitate having a car. It's like, I get to go from point A to point B. And you hit a pothole, it's like, okay, my car is in point A, but my tire's in point W. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a thing. But real talk, though, city of Chicago needs to fix these potholes ASAP. Seriously, yeah. no rocket. Okay. It's a rocket? No. Um. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope Anytime. you enjoyed you enjoy your time here at the block party, have some fun, eat some mm -hmm. food, Treat take yourselves. some pictures, yeah. yeah. And remember, you're listening to Pop-Up Youth Radio, and we'll be right back. Mm -hmm.
Welcome back. Hello. Remember, you're listening to Papa Be the Radio at the Chicago Poetry Block Party at the National Museum of Mexican Art. I'm Cynthia. I'm Melissa. And right now we have the special guest. Um, can you guys introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Day, like Day and I, but it's D-A-I. Uh, my name is Cam, the creative artistic mind. And what do you guys do? We rap, lyricists, poets, and all that good jazz. Yeah. Rapper, hip-hop artists. Rapper, hip-hop artists, yeah. So, how are you guys doing today? Tired, <laughs> but I'm feeling yeah. pretty good. That's so it up. Tired, uh, just here, enjoying the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I just performed. It was pretty dope. Yeah. I was hot, but I liked it. <laughs> I don't know. It was just like a good feeling, like you're working out or something. Right. <laughs> Do you get like some sort of adrenaline when you're performing? Yes. Like, oh my like god. Some type yes. of like happy. Yeah, I get nervous every time I perform. It, no, it doesn't really matter like who is like in front of. I just get nervous, but it makes me like do better if that makes sense. So. Yeah, I I definitely get nervous before a performance, and then but I use that energy to project it, and hopefully I get the same energy back once I'm, while I'm performing. So would you say it's kind of like an adrenaline rush? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mixed with nervousness and excitement yes. and like yeah, let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> let's get this over with. <laughs> So you guys enjoyed your time on stage? Yes, it was it was dope. It was probably like my favorite performance so far, actually. And I've like you know done like multiple performances, but this probably was my favorite. I was just the sound guy for today. So <laughs> oh yeah, this man is cold. He's he be rapping, <laughs> rapping. So sorry I had to put you out there. <laughs> so like, let's dive into your like your artistic talents. Like, yeah. what are you guys? 
how do you guys start like how did you get started that's the main question I wrote a poetry book it was like we had to do it in fifth grade and I wrote a poetry book and ever since then I just started writing I started performing in eighth grade randomly my ADL like we have this class called a disciplined life it was very corny I won't even explain what that meant but my teacher, she like randomly like made us meet some kids from Columbia. Not kids, they were students because they were grown. But they were like, oh, you guys will be performing at Manifest this year. And I think that's because we were the baddest class because our class was rough, man. Like we were a mess. And I think that was the only way to get us to focus. I mean, I was always one of the chill kids. Like I never did anything. But I knew writing was my passion. So I was like, I'm finna take advantage of this so after that, that's when I started like performing nonstop. So it was dope. I got started by, um, I used to like write stories about people in my classroom or I would write poems about them. And like, I just took that and I put it into my art because I like, I like to tell stories as, I'm writing, as I write. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, just to get people engaged in, you know, everyday life thing like that, you know. Like where, where do you guys seek inspiration from? Everything, yeah. everything, literally. Life. Yeah. Life is, is, is inspirational. Like, just being around the art or being around people in general and just seeing, like, the everyday life mm -hmm. and seeing how everybody connects in some way, you can use that within your music. It's like, oh, this is kind of dope. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I literally just, like, write my experience or, like, I write whatever I see. Like, it could be, like, a crackhead foot working on 35th <laughs> and I'll just make a poem about it. Like, I love crackheads. Yeah. Yes, they're the best. Hilarious. The ones that walk squirrels or, like, flies. Yes. Have you seen oh, those? man, that is oh, hilarious. Bro. I've never seen What's them? the name of this joint? <laughs> I love crackheads so much. So yeah, they're incredible. They can do backflips and like sing, rap, everything. <laughs> they have real superpowers. They show. They're show. superior. Yes. What's your favorite thing about events like this? Yeah. Connecting with people and like making new friends and like, you know, just talking to people because a lot of artists aren't very social, but I'm kind of like the opposite. I like to talk. I might be awkward, but I love people. I guess because I'm my only child. So I'm just, you know, but I have a lot of homies, as you can see, like, who came in here deep. So I don't know. I just like connecting with people. I think it's dope. Yeah, I like connecting with people and seeing other cultures as well. It's like, yes. It's, it's dope. I, I love, like, being around other cultures just to, just to get a sense of, like, where they come from or, like, how they go about their day or how they celebrate, things like that. Because, you know, growing up, um, I live. I live. I used to live in Inglewood, and we, we would have block parties, and uh, you know, just seeing like how the differences is. It's pretty dope. I like it. Mm -hmm. Would you say like it definitely like I don't know helped with society? Is yes, yeah. all yes. the way. We need more things like this, bringing yeah. all cultures together, so we can like have Everybody respect for each other. Yeah, because yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like you know we in Chicago. We segregated. Like, yeah. I'm from oh, the low end. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, all I see is me. Like, I, you know, I used to work in Pilsen. I loved it. You know, like, yeah. black and brown, we go good. To, we grow great together. Yeah. Real talk. Like, we created hip-hop. So, for us to be having these events, poetry is pretty much like the fifth element of hip-hop. If yeah. we're going to keep yeah. it a bug. So, I feel like us coming together, we're really living, you know, hip-hop and just keeping it alive. And I love seeing that. 
and we can also pull in more cultures. You know what I'm saying? So as long as we're doing these things, like we can really make a change in the world. And I feel like being creative is like the biggest impact on the world. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, there's room for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Yes. Um, what would you guys say is your favorite type of music? Like any favorite singers, bands? That's hard. Yeah, because I like I like. The all I like all music, you know? hip hop because it incorporates it rap and R and B. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> <Hip> <laughs> and what would you say is your favorite song at the moment? I don't. What song have I been playing? It could be like old or new, right? We say at the yeah. moment. Never mind. Oh uh, well. Or like best song you've ever heard and like been there. That's a good question. I just had this in my head the other day. Okay, I probably can't even answer the question like that, but one that I've been playing a lot is Inside by Steve Lacey. Ooh, yeah. That man is groovy, yo. I love the internet, and I love all of them. Like, they are so dope. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's my song. I would have to say... Oh, okay, yeah. The, uh, the new joint that, um, that YBN Corday and... Um, oh, yes. Um, Anderson Pack just dropped. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that's like... That's like the new hip hop, mm -hmm. but it has the old feel to it as well. No, especially with Anderson Pack, like yeah. it's like groovy. It's, it's like groovy. It's yeah. real groovy. Nigga had J Cole producing it, so uh -huh. it's like it's it's hip hop all in it. I mm -hmm. love it. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. I'm like you guys know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I see that you have a juggernaut bag. Oh um, my god, yes, I love juggernaut. What are some of your favorite <laughs> local Chicago artists? I have so many, but I'm gonna like name whoever comes to my head. My homie from Juggernaut, I really don't know his name, but I know his face. He collaborated <laughs> with uh, We Are Hip Hop Festival. He's so dope. Uh, Joe Fresh Goods is dope. He's super dope. Artists, artists, like designers, or like in general? Whatever you oh. would like to. Oh, that's hot. It's so many. Ifani, L. Swift, Mache, Leandre, Greg, Cam, the creative artistic mind, TJ the Prophet. Um, it's this collective called Haven Volume. They're all pretty dope. dope I'm also in it. I'm very biased. Yeah. <laughs> Local. It's so many people, but like those are just like my, you know, my favorites. Oh, and Jay Lamar. Yeah, Jay Lamar. I would say Jay Lamar, the Haven Volume Squad, um, uh, Greg, Refani, Day, of course. Masha is pretty dope. Add two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got though Lupe in there. That's inspiration <laughs> yeah i think I yeah that's I, hard it's so many of them it's, it's so many like it's, it's like local. You know a lot of underground artists that that should be you know what i'm saying at, at that platform yeah but it's just like underrated yeah, yeah underappreciated underappreciated yeah, yeah yes. underappreciated yeah. and this this girl named amojo she's from dc she she's is fire she's like dope. she's fire y'all should definitely check her out her name is amojo yeah, yeah. she's dope she's dope so Okay. okay. I think we have um, our final question that mm -hmm. we've kind of been asking everybody as well. Mm -hmm. If you could have a, like a superpower, a power, which one would you choose? I mean, this I, probably don't even make sense. <laughs> I never make sense, but like, I, I can that. like, you feel me? I could just like get money whenever I want, so I can do things for people that don't have money. Yeah. You know what I'm? So I could like be rich. I could like, <laughs> I'm a magnet. I'm a money magnet. If that makes sense. Yeah. That does not make sense. No, but. it makes sense. <laughs> okay. It makes sense. Um, I would say the power to to heal, you know, just to get mm. people back to that to that happiness that they had before the hurt came or whatever, and just, like, just so they can live their That's lives and power. not worry about 
no, like the thing that, that hurts yeah. them. That's what I, that would be my power. Those are nice. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. Thank you, guys. Um, remember to go out and enjoy. Yes. Have you guys fun. have social media? Yes. Yeah, you could um, mm-hmm. follow us at Yolokali and everything is always posted on there. Yeah. Um, remember, you're listening to Pop-Up Youth Radio here at the Chicago Poetry Block Party at the National Museum of Mexican Art. And we'll be right back. De ir ahí, ceniza tóxica me trae salari. Esta amistad de pasar que cansa como soga al cuello que lanza. Ya basta, mi alma me dijo. Y por eso te digo: Tu propia paz. Tu propia paz. Saben quiénes son, no cambian de colores como un camaleón. Los míos son reales y tienen corazón. Y si meten mano, nosotros también, cabrón. Negrito bueno, no le temen a la oscuridad. Pero me tienen en vía de casualidad. Una bomba y plena está bien activada. Y ya sé que me quieren ver por el suelo y no va a perder. Paso amigo lo que usted, ya yo sé que es lo que. Yo necesito amigo que me diga cómo hacer lo mío. Necesito amigo que me diga cómo hacer lo mío. Ay, qué lío, métete en un río, ahora te cree mi tío. No te necesito aquí. Ay, qué lío, métete en un río, ahora te cree mi tío. No te necesito aquí.
everybody welcome back remember you're listening to pop-up youth radio at the chicago poetry block party at the national museum of mexican art and you were just listening to some songs by lester ray i'm cynthia and i actually have a very special guest here hey everyone how you doing this is lester ray so we have lester ray here and we're just gonna dive into some questions right away if that's fine with you yeah yeah dale so you're at the block party do you perform today yeah i perform at 5 45 today and i'm excited there's also a poet joining me uh jonathan so it should be it should be lit. It should be fun. So we just listened to a couple of your songs. How would you describe your music genre? It's always an interesting question. At the root of it, I think Latin so seems to be very fitting for what I like to do. And I pull from the philosophies of like Latin so and Boogaloo from like the 50s and 60s, New Yorkian like style of music. Yeah. But I'm not living in the 50s and 60s, you know, so I'm like definitely into reggaeton and trap and R&B and hip hop. So I grab elements of my modern surrounding and few it with the black and brown sounds of like Latin soul from the 50s and 60s. What would you say is your favorite thing about performing in events like this one? Being outside is dope because honestly <laughs> Chicago is so cold like half of the year or most of the year yes. and any opportunity to be outside especially in a community that I've actually lived in so like my parents actually live a couple blocks away from this museum so I mean first of all just being in Pilsen is like beautiful and then being outside on a sunny day like this is, yeah, it's this, beautiful is, this is like super ideal yeah where did, where did you grow up sorry I was born in Humboldt Park um, I grew up like the beginning half of my life in Humboldt Park and then during my college years like my 20s I was in Pilsen so you just released a music video like a couple weeks ago, about three mm-hmm. weeks ago, for your song Amigo featuring Nino. Where did the inspiration for the video come from? Because I watched it and it's pretty <laughs> cool. And I was just wondering like where the inspiration for that came from. Yeah, so most of my music starts with lyrics. And honestly, it came from a moment of frustration. There's a bit of humor to the song, but it, it definitely came from a moment of frustration of realizing that there were some people in my life that just didn't need to be there necessarily. Um, people that there are people that love me and that I love and that I should expend my energy towards building those relationships as opposed to building relationships with people who are just interested in I don't know maybe jumping on stage that are like sharing the stage or um, people who just negative energy that bring negative energy to a space Um, so I started getting into the process of getting rid of like um, that negative energy around my life and the first like song that came to mind I had this beat already in my computer so I played it and I started just freestyling and I was like yo necesito amigo like all like yeah. um, angry and stuff but um, it, it developed into a song a couple years ago and I've always just kind of had it there it was just something that I used to vent it wasn't until I met the right producer so Tuffy Campbell's the producer of the track where I sent him my drum pattern, which is based off of bomba music. And mm-hmm. bomba music is usually aggressive. It's usually uh, rub- rebellious music. So it was a bomba backdrop, a background. And then I, saw, I, sh- I sent him the lyrics. And he composed the guitar, the bass. And he just, made, he just took it to a whole new level. And um, this year, we finally finished it. We shot the music video. I was in Atlanta earlier this year. And I met Nino Agustin. And I was like, oh my gosh, he needs to be in this song. And we made the collaboration work. I invited him to Chicago for the music video shoot and to throw a concert with him. And like, 
literally things just fell into place because when he was here doing a concert it was Mole de Mayo the following week was Latinx Fest mm -hmm. and essentially all the people that a lot of people that were performing at Mole de Mayo and a lot of the people that performed at Latinx Fest ended up being in the music video so like Buye Pongos in the music video Quita Penas DJ Bambona basically a lot of cats from New York California Atlanta so it just turned into like a huge like solidarity of um, like the message might be you know, necesito amigo, mm -hmm. but the ending is, yo no tengo amigo, tengo familia. Yeah. And so, like, that's the key message and the key takeaway from that song. Yeah, because, you know, like, sometimes you don't, you don't see people as friends anymore. You see them more as family. Yeah, you build strong relationships with people. Yeah. Even people who are not in the city, same city as you, and, like, you just know that you guys have the same struggles, same goals. You want to uplift, like, black and brown voices, and it's... It's dope to see people out there doing, um, putting in the work and, and aligning with also your work. And, yeah. and you just want to support them. You just want to, like, you know, give them that good energy and good vibes. Um, so it's, it's really dope to find those people, connect with those people, and then, like, hang out and get to know each other better. And, like, you, you realize real quick, like, that you're more closer to people that are far away or even like that you didn't take the time to talk to that much and once you talk to them it's like oh snap we're like family yeah <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite song from the Santuario EP ooh that's tough <laughs> um, or like your favorite one at the moment I really like Santuario the song yeah. so the title track of the EP um, working with Rick Wilson um, was really fun here in Chicago um, man Track one is super experimental, and it gives me the ability to like just really mess around with vocals, and I love doing that. Um, what else is like? Feel and she knows are just it's perfectly composed in my head. Um, I, I, I'm gonna have to go with Santuario just because it's it has a, a more hopeful vibe yeah. to it. Um, not to say that the other tracks suck because it doesn't have a hopeful vibe but they're like more reflective and they're more like thoughtful and I needed to write those songs at that moment but then when I get to Santuario I'm like feeling good and I, I don't need um, the feelings that I get from feel right, right when I'm at Santuario so Santuario probably is probably my favorite so like you're talking about right now um, you know the different feelings from different songs and things like that where exactly, like, I mean, there's not one specific thing, but where do you gain your inspiration from during the songwriting process? And they come from a lot of places. Um, inspiration literally strikes from a lot of places. So it could be um, right now, today, I'm here at the museum, and an artwork really speaks to me, and I want to write a song about it. It could be feelings that I feel inside, and I need a journal about it in the form of a song. And that's kind of what Santuario really is. It's like more of um, me needing to just write about my feelings and get my feelings out there. I'm actually working on a new EP and that's more of a realization of after you work through these feelings, what do you learn from it? Yeah. And so that's like kind of the next project I'm dropping later on. I write a lot of songs almost all the time and they don't always get recorded and they don't always get produced into beats and into like full songs. So I'm always finding inspiration everywhere but I think when it comes down to it, I start to like pick out which which inspiration compiles into a project letter and like which songs am I going to be able to actually like produce some mu music behind it or which, I guess which poems am I really going to be able to make music for 
later yeah. on. It's kind of like a better way to put it. Yeah, I, I noticed you kind of also incorporate poetry, I believe, for Andar. Yeah, starts, the Andar um, music video starts yeah. with poems. The poet in that song is Luis Tubins, Logan Lou. I think today he's hosting the open mic stage at uh, the Poetry Foundation Black Party. I know Michael DeVille is in Santuario, the project. I, I produced a verse, uh, I produced a beat, and he, um, he, and I wrote the poem, but I wanted someone else to deliver it, and um, he delivered the poem like twice. They're two different poems, and then I cut it up and chopped it up on the computer so that it's like kind of right back and back to each yeah. other. But it was, they're essentially two different poems, but that they're tied together. So poetry's always been a big part of um, music, for sure. So if you don't mind, we could get into like, um, kind of like a, I guess you could say kind of deep topic, very newsworthy topic at the moment. So I know you said you're born and raised in Chicago, in Humboldt Park, uh, I believe with a Puerto Rican background, if I'm correct. Yeah, Borico. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about everything that was going on? Oh yeah, I can definitely talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind talking about it at all either. I'm ex like super excited about everything that happened in Puerto Rico. Like, it makes me feel bien orgulloso to be Boricua. Um, I feel like we, in the island, like, set a new bar in, in protest. I think there's, um, it was just so beautiful to see uh, all the people coming out, the streets filled with everyone. Like, there's three parties in Puerto Rico. There's uh, the people who believe that the island should be independent, people who believe the island should be a state, and the people who are just okay with the way things currently are. And those three parties came together to protest this governor, to protest the deaths that had happened after Maria and the corruption. And it didn't matter what party you were in. It was just like, no, this is, this is a unifying issue. This is disrespect to all Boricuas. And like, Boricuas are usually like that. They like, they all come together when you like disrespect Boricuas. Yeah. So, and there's a history of that and on the island. It doesn't, it doesn't matter which political party you're part of, like, Boricua heroes are Boricua heroes to the entire island, even if that person maybe was an independent or a statehooder or something like that. So it's kind of cool that um, that I got to live through a moment like that. On the last day before the governor resigned, they had a perreo event on the island. So it was like, perreo en la fortaleza a las siete. Um, so like basically all the communities that love perreo music like came out and they put out their DJ sets and they started like dancing against the wall <laughs> and like it was the, the action was to get all the people there again yeah and to like you know keep yelling keep this guy like kick this guy out but it was through reggaeton yeah. and I thought that was super dope and solidarity I know New York had a pereo um, event with a rally in LA they had a pereo event and in Chicago we threw um we threw one as well and many different yeah I uh, saw that I, I, I saw like you kind of well yeah I was also told that you kind of threw an event um, yeah. for that so <laughs> how did you find like mixing politics and music I've been doing that for a while so like seeing like Gaia Trece, Bad Bunny and like Rick, Ricky Martin like show up is dope but it took the people first to like get yeah. together and then it took their star power to bring even more attention to it artistry has always been like it's of the people so like people are making music yeah and so it takes a movement to happen first and then the music is written sometimes like second or third and so to see like days after them landing on the island uh, they write a song and it drops with Bad Bunny Ile and uh, Residente and then like 
their song is really political and it's calling out the governor. And then the last day, on Friday, just yesterday, they dropped the Bellacoso, which is like a dirty, raunchy reggaeton song. Mm-hmm. But it's just supposed to invoke the feeling of like dance. And so it's like, um, it's just interesting to see them go from this is the message that y'all need to hear. This is the feeling now on Friday that you want, which is to celebrate and dance and stuff like yeah. that. It didn't have to be lyrically about our victory. It could just be anything. It could be yes. just a beat. It was just something that people needed to dance to or wanted to dance to. I've been putting uh, political messages in. So like Amigo started from a personal place where I needed to vent. But then the music video, when I sat down to think about how can I use these lyrics to say something more, I wanted to say that, you know, the U.S. is that Amigo that we don't need. The U.S. is that imperial colonizer force that Puerto Rico does not need. And that's what the song Amigo visually then becomes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this whole like event that I threw with CBR, Chicago Boricua Resistance, and it was just so dope how it came about. Like honestly, like I just texted people and I was like, on Instagram, I guess, I was like, yo, we need a space. I hit up my friend, he has a space, it's open. Um, I hit up Future Roots because I'm like, yo, let's let's do this together. I hit up a bunch of collectives and Future Roots comes in. And I'm like, well, if we're going to run a space, we might as well collect money as well. And we might yeah. as well use the money to like support what's going on. And so I talked to CBR. I'm like, yo, y'all have been collecting funds for this. This is a good way to centralize where all the funds are going to come from. Yeah. And then we had like three DJs. I was one of the DJs. And we were just spinning dembo, bereo, reggaeton, like all night. And then... We were doing that in solidarity with Puerto Rico, but mm-hmm. then there's a moment where everything changes because the governor actually resigns while we're all together. Yeah. And we have the TV screens on all over the space. We turn off the music. We see the protests. I mean, we see the governor resign, and then all of a sudden we start cheering, and it becomes yeah. it becomes a party. Yeah. So. I know. I also saw the moment when, like, right after he did, resigns, that starts playing. Yeah, we start I'm playing like, that. Yeah. I'm a Latina, but. Yeah. You know, I like that even made me feel some type of way. Like I got the chills and I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, my, my brother-in-law is Puerto Rican. So I've also been hearing about this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was such a beautiful moment. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was perfect. I was like, <laughs> the DJ, um, he turned down the music and right after everyone was cheering and everything, you hear the, the first notes like by Osuna, like, oh, oh, hey. it's like everyone starts like, what? They start singing along. Um, I'm glad that that's recorded, that we have video footage of yeah. that moment. Vico actually recorded that. It's, it was like she was on top of like filming and recording every um, every moment that I don't know how she knew that it was gonna happen, but she was just ready with the camera. Um, I think sometimes you just know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm glad that that was recorded. Um, so now that the governor has resigned, what message do you have for the people, you know, in the island, in the U.S., just any message in general? So the struggle's not over. Uh, August 2nd, he resigns, and they're going to put it in Juanda. And there's already people starting uh, Wanda Renuncia. They're already writing it all over the walls and graffiti and stuff like that. They're just putting in someone that is just as corrupt as the governor. Yeah. And people know that. People, they think that the people are stupid and, like, that we're just going to back down. And so... The struggle's not over, and ultimately, it's not even about which governor is sitting there. Um, the fiscal board that they put over the island back in 2016 is one of the main struggles right now on the island, and it's this. Um, they're called it's called La Junta, and um, 
basically this fiscal board has ultimate say about the island's financial matters. So if the governor makes a decision, the fiscal board can say no. If anyone on the island makes a decision, basically the, the fiscal board is the ultimate deciding power about how money gets spread out and used on the island. Ultimately putting like some sort of like emperor or king over the entire island. So we really have, we've already had no voice for a long time, but now it's very, very physically there and present with this fiscal board. So while I think the victory was much needed after the hurricane, after the deaths, after closing so many, so many schools, um, I think we needed this. But and it's okay to like party and celebrate and and like enjoy a win. But um, yeah, we're not we're not done. Um, so getting back to the music, uh, last question: Is there anything that the people should be looking forward to? More music, more videos? Yeah, <laughs> I'm releasing. At the end of August, um, I'm releasing my second EP this year. Um, it's called Epifania. So Santuario was in March, March 1st, and Epifania is going to be at the end of August. Um, I'm performing at the Garfield Park Conservatory, the Garden, mm-hmm. Wednesday, August 28th. It's free, and I'm going to perform the project, and then it's going to drop on Friday, that Friday 28th, 29th, 30th. So I'm really excited because it's a continuation of Santuario. So it's called Santuario, Epifania. And I got more también in store for the year. But uh, we're going to drop another music video um, sometime in September. That's so cool. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I hope you go out and enjoy yourself and have a great performance. Yeah, one more hour. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, you're listening to Pop-Up Youth Radio at the Chicago Poetry Black Party at the National Museum of Mexican Art. And we'll be right back. Life isn't free. Watch how I move like a am 
boxing with Floyd. Sit to try to flip joy, gotta destroy. If the devil employ, give the profit to God. Regreso a el dolor. Regreso a lo que conozco. Regreso a el fondo. Como la flor, como la listening to Puppet Beef Radio at the Chicago Poetry Block Party at the National Museum at Tukanar and we have a special guest called Vicko. Hi. It's like I'm Melissa and I'm Adrian. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did like my little quick research and I really like your art. Can you tell us more about your artwork? Yeah so I'm a comic artist and a graphic illustrator so I got started by creating a web comic just basic pen and ink and over the years I've sort of just been teaching myself how to use tools like Photoshop and Illustrator is what I use the most right now to kind of try to like advance my techniques on my own well I noticed you did um scholar comics and um show activists can you tell us more about that yeah so scholar comics is the name of my web comic and it's about three young middle schoolers who are kind of just figuring life out on their own and they are each representative of like a different reality of what it means to be Latinx so one of them is like kind of a young punk Chicana which is essentially me Um, (laughs) like a little cartoon version of me and then her friend Rosita who is undocumented newly arrived to the U.S. And then their new friend, Masir, who is a young boy who is half Puerto Rican and half Palestinian, inspired by a friend of mine. And altogether, they're sort of like, there aren't really adults in the comic. So whatever they confront, issues of like race or sexuality sometimes, they're sort of handling it on their own. So that's scholar comics. And then the Cholactivist character is something that came out when I was still doing organizing work. Mm -hmm. Um, Art and drawing sort of became a way for me to chill out while I was an organizer. Organizing can be super intense and emotional. So what I ended up doing was Cholactivist was like the more grown version of me, essentially, who was able to kind of like channel angst into organizing, into like supporting their community, that sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah. Also like noticing you did a comic book about Rosita Gets Scared. Can you also like tell us more about that? Yeah. Is um, she based off one of your characters? Yes, she is one of my characters. So Rosita Gets Scared was my second zine that Mm -hmm. I made. And it tells the story of Rosita as 
like her own perspective of what it means to be undocumented when mm. you're 12. While I was an organizer, I realized that like a lot of a lot of news and a lot of information around being undocumented mm -hmm. is really geared towards older people. So they use vocabulary that usually older people will understand legal language sometimes, but it's not always accessible to younger people. So, you know, what does the word undocumented mean when you're 12? How do you sort of break that concept down? And just hearing stories of my friends who themselves didn't even find out they were undocumented until they were like, you know, 17, 18, trying to get their driver's licenses, and these stories of just like shock made me and other people just realize that we have to figure out how to talk about that experience with younger audiences, yeah. so kids aren't just left in the dark. So that's why I created the zine. The zine is a comic, really simple, um, black ink, and it's also interactive. So it tells the story of Rosita seeing somebody actually get taken from their home, her neighbor, mm -hmm. and her mom kind of explaining to her what happened and ways in which they can sort of protect themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, it includes vocabulary in the back and writing exercises. And because it's a zine, you can print it anywhere. Mm -hmm. So a lot of teachers have used it. I give it away for free sometimes to churches or nonprofits. It became something like beyond me that's become mm -hmm. really helpful. Yeah, that's interesting. I think it's really impactful what you're doing. And like, uh, Rosita gets scared. Like, I actually do like, I actually like, like it a lot. I think it's very like relevant to like, for me, like as a as a Mexican American like child, mm -hmm. so like, did you also hear that into like because of how you grew up? Assuming, yeah, to a degree for sure. Yeah. Um, so I myself am Chicana, I'm born and raised in Texas, mm -hmm. but my parents came here undocumented with my older brother and sister. So from a super young age, it was just normal uh -huh. um, to know that you know for a time my family didn't have papers. It's sort of normal to like navigate cities uh, in a way that you can avoid trouble. But, you know, as, as more emergencies start to happen, so, for example, as, like, the poli political climate starts to change, yeah. it becomes less about just figuring out how to deal with your life and more about literally protecting your life. Mm -hmm. um, so I started to see that, too, as I got older. Um, you know, cousins, hearing about my cousins in Michigan um, getting stopped by police and then deported, like, the next day. Mm -hmm. And me being the, the only point of contact because I have, like, a, that activist background, that organizer background. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of family who didn't know what to do in situations like that. So I sort of became the person that they would call to be like, how do I figure out where he's at? Mm -hmm. um, so I'd have to figure out things like A numbers. You know, is he still in Michigan or did they move him down to Texas already? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it, it's definitely hit home a lot. And I think it hits home for a lot of other people, especially here in Chicago. How do you think like people should become more aware of like, things that are happening here? Has Chicago like radicalized me honestly like the sort of networks that the city mm -hmm. has when it comes to like teaching people their rights there's you know, there's workshops here in Pilsen there's aldermen now who have their own uh, outreach efforts there's a lot of community support here that I realized uh, we didn't always have in Texas you know years ago so honestly like some of the best support that I've seen just comes from knowing your neighbors and knowing the groups who are active in fighting deportation. So for example, organized communities against deportations mm -hmm. is probably the more significant one that I've heard of, that I've been a part of. And they were actually the people who helped me start the zine too. Like I, I actually made it for them and it just sort of blew up from there. Oh, like when did you start like getting drawing? Was that like, did you start off younger or like? In a way, so I definitely 
I've always loved art mm -hmm. and I've always loved drawing. I used to paint. There was a time when I was in band and orchestra at the same time and <laughs> choir. Like, I love the arts when I was mm -hmm. younger. But I also grew up with very working class parents who were basically like, why are you doing art? Like, how is that going to get you any money and how is that going to help the family? So I gave it up around college and I just, I missed it and I really didn't go back to it until, dang, I gave it up when I was like 18 maybe, and I didn't go back to it until I was almost like 25 or so, around the time, 26, around the time when I started making the comics. So it was the first time that I went back was when I created Scholar Comics, and it was just, it was therapeutic. If you're an artist and you don't do art for a very long time, like, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> like, you're gonna, like, struggle. Um, to try to figure out how to do it again. So that's kind of why I did it. Like, I was at a point where I was like, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I need an outlet again. Did you look, look for inspiration from other comic book artists? Or? You know what? I kind of didn't. The only comics I really knew about were like Marvel and DC. Mm -hmm. You know, those are like the mainstream ones. But when I was younger, I didn't really like them. And it was mostly just because they were like, a lot of them were centered around men. And then when you see what they make the women look like yeah. in just about every comic, oh, yeah. it's super unrealistic. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like everybody's boobs are perfect for some reason, and I, I didn't like it. <laughs> and I just didn't, I, I didn't resonate with it. Mm -hmm. um, so when I started making my comics, I actually looked more towards graphic novels. Persepolis was one of my first like yeah. favorite graphic novels, and I, I didn't find it until well into my adulthood. And then other more well-known graphic novels like Mouse um, that were a little bit more political. Mm -hmm. So I think graphic novels is where I really look for inspiration and just like my own life. I, don't know. I feel like when I do art, like what do I know better? Like what story do I know better than myself? Uh -huh. So that's, that's where I started really. Uh, do you have any other projects that you're working on like right now, more recent stuff? Yes. It's probably going to take me a very long time to finish it, but... I recently started an artist residency at the Chicago Art Department, just down the street from here, from the museum. And I'm hoping to have it be a space where I can write more. So lately I've been drawing more, but I want to get more into actually writing a book. So I really like zines, I like my webcomic, but I really want to challenge myself to write a graphic novel maybe, or write like a young adult illustrated book. And right now my idea is to center it around my character, Masir, um, who's half Palestinian, half Puerto Rican, but also talk about queer identity from the perspective of a middle school boy. So that's, that's the story that I'm working on right now. It's definitely still in like very beginning phases though. So ask me again where I'm at in like a year and hopefully I'll be done. How long does your art usually take you to like do all the artwork and all like the writing and everything? You know, I think it varies, but because I still work with pretty simple tools, it takes maybe a few hours. I, if I can really like sit down and finish a comic in a day, that's great. Otherwise it might end up turning into like two days or so because I also work a full time and all that. But yeah, I think drawing, editing, if I were to put it all together, maybe about five hours or so. So you mentioned um, a lot of inspiration through Persepolis. The, the main character struggles to express herself, and like it's more of more of her passion for music, which is punk music. And like, like how can teens fight the oppression against gender norms or like whatever type of oppression they may face? 
girl, but just being yourself. <laughs> like, honest, like this generation, are they labeling y'all Generation Z? Yeah. There's all these like names they throw at you. We didn't label ourselves millennials. Somebody else did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my generation. So I think there's there's something happening, and I don't know if it's because of technology. It could be, you know, because of these like radio shows that are more accessible over the internet, podcasts, and, yeah. and really just the internet itself being like a huge source of information, education, and awareness, you all, or your generation is like, just going leaps and bounds beyond ours. So especially when it comes to gender nonconformity and sexuality, like I can see the progression of people being more and more open about it, more normalizing it more and more to the point where like people are no longer as scared or it isn't as taboo and it's literally just because you all chose to express yourselves you know like however you want to dress whatever art you want to make whatever words you want to spit out (laughs) like just say it like Mm -hmm. make people get used to it i think this is the end of everything so thank you so much for this interview and thank you thank everyone who is listening and remember you are listening to pop-up youth radio at the chicago poetry block party at the national museum of mexican art i'm melissa and i'm adrian pop-up youth radio is a project of yolokali arts reach and is a youth-led community-centered pop-up internet radio program hello It's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing (gasps) production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up, again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpin' Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the robots.